This video is brought to you by 86, pick up video game apparel from Skullgirls and Monster Hunter World, 86.com slash question mark AFF equals 4, and let them know that we sent you. Sing on. Hello, hello. As I turn on the music. There we go. Hello, everybody. My name is Anthony Bionis. It is another week. Another week of uh, gaming news. And uh, for this one, it's going to be just me. Um, so, you know, sad to say, but our schedules did not line up again this uh, this week. But uh, in due time, that will change, hopefully, in the next couple weeks here. But in the meantime, you have... Me, myself, and I to give you the, the gaming news and opinions that happen throughout the gaming industry. And uh, for for today, as I switch to the slide, talking about Google Stadia. Uh, so, as I move my closer to my mouse so you can hear me better. Um, <laughs> this is reported off of WCCFTech.com, written by Nathan Birch. Stadia Wireless Play requires... Chromecast Ultra at launch, USB cable needed otherwise. Google Stadia launches in about a month if you are pointed up for the Founders or Limited Edition, uh, but it seems early adopters will have to deal with a few quirks and limitations. For starters, at launch, Stadia's much-touted controller will only be wireless if you're using it via a Chromecast Ultra. If you're playing on your computer or a mobile device, uh, you need to connect the controller with a USB-C cable, a rather janky solution for what's supposed to be cutting-edge platform. For those who haven't been keeping up with all things Stadia, Google originally promised you could seamlessly transition between screens without having to pair up a, with each new device, as the Stadia controller is supposed to uh, bypass local hardware connecting directly to your game running in the cloud via Wi-Fi. Well, according to Google Community Manager on Reddit, that won't be the case at launch. And here is the quote. For wireless gameplay, this is limited to Chromecast Ultra. When plugged in via USB cable, the Stadia controller acts as a standard USB uh, HID controller and may work on other platforms depending on the game and setup at launch. If you are looking to access Stadia on computers, tablets, and phones, you need to connect your controller via USB. Sorry for the confusion. So, one of the things I do want to bring up about Stadia, because um, some of you may have know one of our actual uh, co-hosts on the podcast, Ramen, has actually dived into the Founders Edition, and he has uh, pre-ordered it, so he'll be getting a more first-hand look at it uh, when that time comes. But one of the things I do want to point out with this launch is that you don't, when you launch a new console, a new anything in the game industry, you're you're given one chance. When it comes to the, you know, today's day and age in the game industry, when it comes to games and hardware, like the thing about it is people are very critical and very quick to judge and very quick to get angry. And one of the things about, about that is um, 
if you mess up on the first try, people are going to have doubts about your product from the get-go. Look what happened to the Xbox One. When that first was unveiled, when all the details of that came, in, came out and how bad the PR um, for Microsoft handled the situation back then, it really hurt them. Like the Sony PlayStation 4 took this generation and it took a very long time for Microsoft to get to where they're at now. So when it comes to the Google Stadia, having touted and promised and saying that we're going to have this controller wirelessly work with every device that we've shown at the trade shows and that we've experimented on, um, to then come around and says, well, at the moment, it only works on one thing versus the other. And if you want to use it for the other things, then well, you need a USB-C for that. It's not a huge deal, but it does bring in doubt. Um, because this is launching, you know, whether people can market as, you know, maybe it should have been called early access, you're still charging people full price for this controller, whether it is a founder's edition or not. So there isn't much confidence going in knowing that the one one of the things you are touting about is not going to be there on launch day. Um, the other issue, obviously, which we have continued to talk about on this podcast, and it, it does apply to other streaming services out there when it comes to the game, the game industry, is that um, when it comes to the United States, data caps are going to be a huge issue. Um, that is the biggest hurdle for any of the streaming gaming sites uh, to tackle. And I will give the benefit of the doubt of Google only because if they can find some way to where they can um, uh, host, like basically take on much more of the of the usage uh, than be penalized from these ISPs for the amount of data you're transmitting to your computer or to your uh, to your TV, then awesome, cool. And Google is a big company; they got plenty of servers. <gasps> Around the U.S. and around the world, as I burp to the mic, because it happens all the time. Um, but yeah, like it's it, 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 they have they have you know the technology. I mean, Google is huge. Like you know, they they can do it, obviously. But you know, the thing is going to come down to is um, you know, is Google going to stick to it? You know, to a product that they may or may not be able to be successful on. There's been histories of them kind of dipping out after a sh- short period of time. Uh, you know, the, the thing is, though, is like we, we had this question in, in, in the podcast is, you know, as far as far as as far as ISPs, as far as like data caps, like in the, in the U.S., U.S. is going to be hurt by this and it's going to be very hard for it to be successful in the U.S. regarding Stadia, but also other streaming platforms like xCloud and others that might be in the works. But when it comes to everything outside the U.S., if you are somebody from Canada, from Australia, from Japan, and you're in this program and you don't have data cops, awesome. That's like, this is the best thing ever. Um, And the whole point of Stadia is to leverage that you can't afford a console, so you can have this as a way to play games. You don't have a powerful PC, uh, and this is a way for you to connect to, you know, new games coming out and don't have to worry about the horsepower. Just play, pick up the controller and play. Um, which runs into issues like, well, then, if, you know, 
if they say what they say, then you know their connection is great. Like, uh, what's gonna happen when when you're playing a game and you're, again not trying to run it against the data cap limit, and you have to play it in 480p just so you can play it without running to that limit? Um, or even like if connections that you know may or may not be stable, like you're going to be playing. Anywhere between a 1080p or 4K uh, version of the game to a 240p 180 at some point. That, you know, it, it probably will not happen in a situation, but like there might be some times where people are. And even then, it begs the question do you really want to play a game that is, um, you know, less less than, you know, its counterpart on the consoles and on uh, on PC? Do you really want to do that? It all depends on how how eager you are to play the game, no matter what it looks like. Um, it also depends on you know if this is the only for you to play, then you know you have to get through it. And it's it is a very interesting and just kind of very curious to see how it turns out with this. Um, and it is definitely something where I think Google is also going to be learning throughout the, the entire process. And I think it's, you know, is it DOA on arrival? Possibly. I mean, it's it's also, you know, the other problem with Stadia is like, you know, who, who is this for? Like, so far what they've shown so far is outside of maybe one or two exclusives that they have on their platform much of it is third parties and um, much of it is hey we're gonna bring this game from this company over to uh over to our platform as I yawn man I am totally not uh right now um but yeah like it it, it definitely like just it, it it also you know asked the question like who is this for and like what who really who really is going to be um using this um, as much as anybody else that is, I guess, not a gamer per se. Um, I feel like this might be the, this is for the person who's on the go, who can't afford a console, but can afford this. It's a weird thing. I don't know. It's a weird thing. And I'm curious to see how the Google Stadia launches and works, but just from the outset, like already people are having doubts. The fact that you are not unable to launch with the said peripheral uh, that works on every device and just one particular device um, does bring a lot of doubt, and I'm not too sure. I'm, I, I here's what I think. I think the Google Stadia will be fine. I think at the same time, I just kind of don't believe it's not going to be successful, like coming in the U.S. If anything, you know, uh, glass glass half full. Google Stadia doesn't work in the U.S., but it is tremendously successful outside the U.S. That is what I'm thinking that maybe, um, maybe the look at the bigger picture. I think that is that is that too hard to predict? Not really. Is it something that Google would like to hear? No, because they want to they, they want to be the company out there like saying like, oh, all everybody rolls and never in the U.S. loves it. Um, it's just it's just a, a reality situation. If you are if you're in the US and you have these data caps or, and these ISPs that are going to be limiting you, like the amount of data you be you be bringing in, then you have to adjust just to play a game. 
is going to vary and it's going to be you know it's not going to be a fun time and versus if you have an xbox if you have a ps4 if you have a, a, a pretty okay pc you can play these games uh, for said value either game pass or you know buying it via you know online or directly uh, and the much more higher quality resolution where it's supposed to look like not a compressed version of it so it's there's a lot of things going against it and I think that Google Stadia's idea is sound but I don't think it's going to be successful in the US I think if they stick to it and focus maybe their efforts around the US like outside the US then absolutely I think they have a better shot because again we don't have those data caps we don't have those problems here versus around the world um, so they have a better shot than that I think in the US it's DOA for the most part until something happens but hey you know that's that that's only to be to be to be seen and to be shown but you know it's we'll see we'll see Hello, everybody. It is Wednesday, uh, middle of the week, and I'm sure some of you are wondering what's on today's topic, what's on today's news, and just to brief back the back up a little bit. Hello, my name is Anthony Bianas. I am the head honcho at Mission Star TV, and uh, yeah, I'm back again with more news in the Mission Star Podcast weekly podcast, where we dish out the news every week, whether it be with three, two, or even at sometimes one person giving out the news. So, for today, as I burped in the mic, because, you know, burp cast, <laughs> we are talking about Riot. Um, so, this is a report of PCGamer.com, uh, written by Steven Menser. Every game announced at Riot's jam-packed 10th anniversary live stream. A fighting game, card games, and a technical first-person shooter. Damn, Riot, slow down. <laughs> In the span of one hour, live stream Riot Games went from a one-trick pony to a Marvel Cinematic Universe. Celebrating League of Legends' 10th anniversary, Riot came in swinging with a special edition of its Riot Please show, uh, where it revealed what's coming not only to League of Legends and Team Fight Tactics, but also unveiled a fighting game, a tactical first-person shooter, a card game, an esports management simulator, an animated TV series, and what looks like to be an action RPG set in the League of Legends universe. Oh, and a mobile version of both League of Legends and Team Fight Tactics. Yes, a lot of stuff, fortunately, but I'm here to break it down all, uh, break, break it down all for you in one digestive primer for everything announced during Riot's big birthday bash. And it goes on to explain each kind of details regarding each one. Uh, so, off the bat, Riot. Um, made this huge announcement. I I am not a person who follows League of Legends as, as I used to back in the day. Apparently, they had a 
a 10th anniversary stream where they were showcasing, you know, what's coming up for League of Legends. And for the longest time, as the article states, Riot has just been a one-trick pony. It has just been League of Legends. And that's about it. And for the longest time, and they still are, like, one of the most popular games on Twitch has, that is stream. And it's still one of the most recognizable and one of the most popular games on Earth. Um, obviously, as time went on, like, you know, those numbers did not uh, go up as high at some point like like every other game like there'll still be a core audience for them but interest will draw wary or people will start to move on to other games that's why you see dota 2 that's why you see fortnite that's why you see other games um have much more attention now or is maybe up that it was like a dota 2 um where they get their numbers as sometimes as close to league of legends sometimes it doesn't but people compare obviously so for the longest time, Riot Games has just been Riot Game. <laughs> have not had anything else until this live stream happened. Um, obviously, as the as I just read, they made a several announcements. Um, a fighting game, which I will get into that in here in a second. Um, a first-person shooter game, which, as they put it, they it, it, they want to make they were influenced by Counter Strike. Um, so they want, and from the looks of it, it looks like Counter-Strike plus Overwatch combined, which would be very interesting to see. But a team tactical multiplayer first-person shooter was also shown. Um, a card game, which is going to be a direct competitor to Hearthstone, because why not? <laughs> um, not surprised there. Management Sim, I, I did not see this coming at all. Like, I, apparently there's a management sim that's happening, um, and I, the diesel, as far as that goes, and I'll read it here. Um, the classic sim where you build and maintain a football club, managing contracts and salaries while guiding your team toward the ultimate victory at the FIFA World Cup. Now imagine that, but with a professional league legend in esports teams. The players in game will be modeled after real life counterparts, starting with those uh, who participate in the League of uh, League Pro League uh, and expand to other leagues over time. What's cool is that revenue from League of Legends esports manager will be shared with the feature pro team to help encourage the growth of. Uh, lol esports as a whole that's really all we know though the details on on uh, this is one on still light esports manager launched sometime in 2020 which is crazy and cool i mean hey why not i mean we got football simulator already as it is and that's does pretty well so i guess a league of legends sim would, would do well we'll see um the animated series in the universe because i feel like league of legends character and lore is um people love um they love the cinematics love the 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 characters and the lore behind it so it makes sense to have an anim animation of that kind of maybe going more in depth with the lore maybe uh, maybe showcasing something new uh that they haven't showed to their audience so like yeah why not um and the, the animation I and mean, the stuff that some of the devs work on for league of legends has been top notch so i'm i'm, I'm excited for that um, outside of that, they did announce that there'll be mobile versions of League of Legends and Team Fight Tactics coming to mobile, um, which is cool. I mean, like, I mean, like, yeah, like, like why not? I mean, in, in in this day and age, most things are getting ported to phones um, or Switch, for that matter, and uh, they're going to make it to where you get to play League of Legends and or Team Fight Tactics on your phone at some point. So that's you know that's gonna only grow from there and. It's going to be a big thing for them. Um, and that's about it regarding the big announcement. Is a brief kind of summary into it. So, uh, one of the things I do want to point out. And 
you know, I was struggling to kind of, you know, on two sides, on two sides of this. So I'll first start with this. Riot finally is making other games. They've been, they have not made any other games at all. League of Legends struck gold and they've kept on that train for 10 years. And, um, I, you know, many questions came up, you know, are they going to make other games at some point or are they going to stick to just League of Legends for the entire life and depend the entire company on one game. So eventually they finally found the time and finally, finally found, um, the resources to do so to make other games and you know my guess is they're working on it when nobody really asked or nobody really knew and here's the big announcements of all of them happening in one stream which is like holy crap you got a ton of stuff coming in 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 the future um i kind of would like to see them kind of branch out of league of legends into some other new ips but i understand why they stuck with it because people love league of legends and that lore and those characters especially so it doesn't it doesn't surprise me all that uh, surprise me all that um, that much that they stick into what what they know and what how and whatever done successful for them and able to use that as a jump off point to like okay let's make this and this and this um, the timing couldn't be any better for Riot Games right now in terms of what's been happening with Blizzard um it almost feels like riot is trying to become a better blizzard <laughs> uh and uh you know it, it's funny because I, I i tweeted this out it's like you know it, this is a perfect time for riot games to do it um intentionally or not you know kicking blizzard while he's while they're down and blizzard is going through a lot of things uh right now and um this definitely feels like oh you want blizzard light like us <laughs> like riot games um so yeah, like it's that is something that uh, they're going to be they're going to tout about, or you know, people are already saying like you know, Riot Games is the new Blizzard. Oh my God, it's, they're so much better. Um, so yeah, and that that is that aspect, and I think that what Riot did, even if it was intentional or not, um, I still think that it's going to, in the short term, benefit them. Long term, it's all going to depend on if these games will do well. While people are really excited for these games, let's take a step back and realize that these games are still very early in development, and not to mention the animate the animated series as well. So, will having these announcements will does it equal to them being good? We don't know. Uh, Riot Games has specifically made League of Legends. Um, that that is a different mindset than making a fighting game or making a first person shooter, because League of Legends is basically a MOBA. You know, you you will command your hero, um, and you get to go around the map and beating other people or beating other characters in a very team-like style. Um, you're not in the first-person shooter mode. You're you're not playing a fighting game, um, and it's definitely a different avenue that they're going to be taking in a lot of these projects. Um, so it's going to be interesting to how they do, but it's going to time will tell. People are excited, but let's just temper expectations um, and see how it goes with these projects. And if they come out out of the gate and they're all good, uh, Riot has definitely come back um, in terms of like what, you know, not come back, but like definitely have garnered some goodwill within the gaming community as far as like, you know, like us again, we got awesome games, we're better than Blizzard. Um, on the other side of things is that, you know, as I was talking about how Blizzard was, you know, at a point right now where nothing they can do is 
um, uh, you know, working for them at all. They're getting attacked from all sides. The gamers, uh, politicians recently, uh, China, um, it's their own devs. Like, Blizzard's in a place where I feel like there's only one option they could do, but they don't want to do it. <laughs> um, and that's just cut ties with China and basically say we're going to be all American, all USA, but they're, they're not going to do that. Um, so when it comes to riots, uh, let's step back and let's look at what Riot is and what they've also been going through. Riot is uh, has also had its fair share of controversies. Um, they have not tra- treated their devs right. Uh, as recent as like the uh, some of the devs actually walked out and protest in the League of Legends campus, and uh, it was covered through uh, Kotaku and other places uh, over the internet. Um, just wanting a better conditions for devs to uh for people to work to work there um not to mention there was a person there that it still works there that was farting on people and was very much very much um not treating women right so and he still worked there it was suspended i think it was or he was uh punished for his for doing that but it was not fired so on top of other issues that riot is is facing right now like i still while these announcements are cool I still view Riot as like I, I you know, I, I'm excited to see what these things are, these projects are, but at the same time I'm not really supporting or not in a place where like, hey, I forgive you, Riot. You know, like I'm not personally I'm not there with them right with at this moment. Not to mention, like, if people are upset about Blizzard, about how China is um uh, basically strong arming them. In terms, of, at least at least what they say, it could be just Blizzard doing this on its own. But from the outlook, it looks like China is strong arming Blizzard to uh, basically enforce the rules that they don't know. To basically, you know, hey, no mention of Hong Kong, no mention of the the situation there between China and Hong Kong at the moment. And if you do, you know, expect some punishment from China. And uh, Riot is a hundred percent owned by China by Tencent. Um, take what you will regarding that, which means that anything they do or produce could just mean they're carrying much, most of their stuff to China. So, if people are upset about Blizzard with what's been happening with them, do take a do step back and think about well, this game is and this company is owned 100% by China, all of it, and whatever they want to put into their games or whatever propaganda they want to do, they could. So just keep that in mind. But with that being said, I think that Riot as a whole, as 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 with these announcements making uh, have been made, are are great. I think that they're definitely starting to. I mean, they're starting to. They finally got around to making other stuff other than just making the main game that's been making them money for the longest time. It's a wait and see situation with this, but um, it's definitely i you know it's it's definitely coming at a time where yes it looks like they're out blizzarding blizzard in many ways in one but also like um people really are on edge with china um with blizzard with the nba with this or well no well not with this but like people should also you know think about like you know hey right it's owned 100 by china so it's going to keep that in mind when you you see whatever whatever you see in the game for Riot 
maybe reference it to China or maybe something else. So keep that in mind when it comes to this. Um, but yeah, like I, the one thing I do want to get into actually t- talking about it earlier was um, fight the fighting game. And it was funny because I, I always wanted Blizzard to make a fighting game. I had this conversation on the podcast with um, of my two co-hosts. I was great sometimes. And, you know, I, I said one time, I was like, I would love to see Blizzard make a fighting game. Um, they've Blizzard's always kind of taken their time or they, they see the genre and they kind of take it and make it their own and, like, really specialize and get good at it. If, if, it, uh, if the history, you know, shown Hearthstone was, was awesome. It still is. Uh, Overwatch is great. Like, first-person shooters, um, card games. Um, in, in, in the genres that they were not familiar with, um, you know, RTS was their mainstay as well as, um, uh, I want to say art, action RPGs, but, um, you know, Diablo, um, and that genre. So it definitely led itself like, man, it would be really cool if Blizzard did make some sort of fighting game. Like, what would that look like? And he never did. Um, and maybe be some, maybe in the future they were hoping so, but, Riot, on the other hand, is taking an opportunity to make a fighting game. And the thing about it, and just from the limited footage, and I think you might be seeing it behind me with some of the, with some of the videos um, that are uh, playing behind me. One of the things that is interesting is it's still very, very early in development, but the, but the people who are making it are, is the same people who made Fighting Thunder, uh, fighting thunder or no, Rising Thunder, I should say, which was a game that came out long ago. I can't remember the exact year, but it was a decent fighting game. It didn't set the whole world on fire. Um, it was very interesting in terms of the way that game played um, lend itself to uh, much easier execution uh, in terms of like, if I remember correctly, like it, it believed that it was using uh like you can play on a almost on a keyboard but like essentially like there are certain things as on cooldowns um and very much very friendly to a lot of new players but also like very friendly as far as like you can play this on a keyboard or i think or even on a mouse i think it was at some crazy points um and the you know the it was it was all right it wasn't anything uh special honestly and so when riot bought the team we didn't hear nothing from them for quite some time. And I think that, you know, I, we had thought that maybe that, you know, the they were going to use GGPO uh, to help uh, their networking with League of Legends. Maybe they're going to use them for something else. Uh, but eventually they like they were looking to make it a fighting game. And they finally show a little bit of footage, but they're also like saying like, hey, this is a long time. It's going to take a while. This is the only time you're going to hear from us. Um, and it's a separate team is working within Riot to make this fighting game. Um, the people who are, are making it uh, are the guys who made GGPO, um, who were the same guys who made Rise and Thunder, uh, are going to be making it. So, and not to mention, okay, the Cannon Brothers are, uh, are in it as well. So, I'm very curious. From just the short clips I've seen it, it does remind me a lot of Street Fighter. Um... And I'm kind of curious to see if it's going to be going more in that direction. Um, they got a lot of characters to kind of use. So they got plenty of characters to de-use and kind of flesh out. And they can really implement the abilities they have in League of Legends uh, proper into the fighting game. Uh, I'm very curious to see how it goes. I mean, I, as a person who plays fighting games, you know, I, I would love to see how how this goes. And I'd love to see where it, go, where it, it takes it. 
Um, you know, it's the thing that's interesting to me about all of that regarding fight, the fighting game community and this fighting game um, is that uh, League of Legends have a lot of money on, on esports. Like, they have tons of money that they use in the productions, into their presentations, into the uh, league itself. And, you know, with that in mind, you know, people, when many people in the fighting game community, like, yes, now there are companies and sponsors out there who are, you know, providing a lot of money and, um, you know, there are definitely productions values has gone up over time. But as far as like money-wise, how much a person will earn at EVO does not equate to how much a team will make at uh, Worlds. And the idea that Riot Games could have a potential huge pot prize or something that no other fighting game tournament would have at all uh, makes a lot of people within the fighting game community very curious and very excited for this. Um, and for a lot of those people, like those are going to be looking into, like, you know, I'm going to definitely main Riot game, fighting game. I'm definitely going to be going in hardcore. Um, and in the efforts of, like, you know, hey, there's a lot more money to be held, uh, held in. A League of Legends fighting game than there is versus other fighting games out there. So that's going to be something that you might see an influx of a lot of fighting game people that are going to be coming over to Riot uh, whenever this fighting game does come out. Regardless of that, I think if that is the main draw, I think if Riot can say we're going to do a fighting game league with our fighting game and this is going to be how much money it's going for, and it's way more than any other FGC event has ever had. Bigger than EVO, bigger than Capcom Cup, Capcom Cup. You know, the, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like, people who are uh, very loyal, per se, to a fighting game would drop everything and play a Riot game, play a Riot fighting game. Because... They go where the money goes, you know, follow the money, as they say. And th again, this is me speculating, but as someone who's been in the fighting game community, I feel like that's going to most likely most likely happen. I've already seen people on, on Twitter saying that they will drop everything for this game um, to play it. So, you know, there's definitely a lot of things within the fighting game community that could lend itself to maybe, uh, you know, to, to this fighting game no matter what it is into how much money it may cause people to jump ship but as for the casuals as for everybody else like i again wait and see on this and see how these projects turn out um it's exciting for a lot of people and for people who are excited about league of legends like this is awesome but let's just step back let's just kind of see how this goes now all these games may not come out and be good um, in, in Pie in the Sky, they're all great, and Riot just becomes a new Blizzard. Um, but we'll see, and we'll, we'll definitely see how that goes. But
Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Mission Star Podcast, where I, your host, will talk about what's today's topic, what's today's news, what's going on in the gaming industry. Now, as you might notice, the past two weeks, it's just been me talking about what's going on. Um, just let you know, schedules are out of place right now for a lot of us, um, and with the Halloween weekend coming up this weekend, I have... Something special in mind for next week, um, unless there's something big or huge that might have happened that we have to, I have to talk about. But the group will return, hopefully, and then the week afterwards. But uh, in the meantime, you got me, so, you know, for better or for worse. It is Friday, so I thought with this uh, topic for this week, a little lighthearted on, on this story, but also very exciting at the same time. So this is a reporter off of TechRadar.com, written by Emmy, uh, Emma Boyle. Capcom has plans to revive some of its dormant franchises. Capcom has been riding high on some big success recently, with Devil May Cry 5, Monster Hunter World, and Resident Evil 2 Remake all receiving critical praise and selling well. Hoping to build on the success, the publisher has said that it's looking to bring back some of its still viable franchises that have been dormant for a while, in addition to making the most of its current fan favorites. This news comes from Capcom's 2019 financial briefing for investors in which the Capcom, uh, the company, laid out its intentions to continue to strengthen our development structure and promote further systemization to grow our pipeline of new titles geared toward the global market by both maximizing revenue from current core IP and actively looking to utilize dormant IP. The franchises Capcom is looking to bring back have, of course, not been revealed just yet. Whatever they are, though, Capcom will be sure that they are developed in line with the highest stringent world-class quality standards that the publisher believes led to the success of Monster Hunter World, Devil May Cry 5, and Resident Evil 2. Of course, for those slightly beleaguered, be- be- uh, I cannot pronounce that word, um, by the seemingly inconsist- uh, incessant dredging up of games gone by, Capcom's future will not be entirely about remakes and revivals. The report also makes it clear that for long-term growth, there is a plan to lift new brands as well. So, Capcom comes out and says, "Hey, we're doing well. We're do uh, Resident Evil Seven head out of the park. Monster Hunter World just absolute du- uh, dynamite right now. Um, what Resident Evil Two remake has been fantastic, and Devil May Cry Five has been a badass game. They have been in a roll." Except for their fighting game division, because <laughs> Street Fighter V is is okay right now. It has finally made that success that they wanted to, but it took them two years. And Marvel vs. Mar- Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite did not work, did not sell well at all, amongst other things uh, wrong with that, with that uh, game. <clears throat> so now it brings up the question of they want to bring new IPs um, and an old uh, back to the fold and. If there's any other company out there that has a distinct or a, a good amount of library that you can choose from, Capcom has a ton of it. A ton of it. Um, and as you see behind me, one of the games that people have been, 
I guess one team four. See, here's the thing: Darkstalkers to me, like they did put out an HD remake years ago, did not sell well. <laughs> I don't know if it's whether because of the game uh, netcode was not great or nobody didn't really care. So it didn't sell well. So it was kind of that was a message to a lot of Capcom people. It's like, oh, I guess they don't want new Darkstalkers. But there's still a groundswell of people who uh, support the game and still want a new Darkstalkers. So, I, I'm very, very curious to see if they take a chance on that. Um, I'd be very... I'll be very curious to see if what would a, a new Darkstalkers game proper would look like. There was even word out today, and, you know, given this is a grain of salt, and, you know, a little bias here. But uh, Mike Z from Lab Zero Games did, did tweet out that, you know, hey... And this is, I'm paraphrasing here. Hey... You know, would it be cool if my team, Team uh, or Lab Zero, worked on the new Darkstalkers in the same animation style that they've been doing for the past two games? Like, that would be dope. Like, straight up, just like, we don't have that many 2D animation games to begin with. So, like, having having one would be freaking awesome. The next game behind me, obviously, one of, one of my childhood games I played when I was young, Power Stone 2. And I would love to see a new Power Stone. I don't think I'll be playing it as much, but I'll pop it in just like, hey, a new Power Stone. I'll be very curious to see what they would do with a new Power Stone game, honestly. is is definitely one of those other games that people re really like to see come back. Uh, Power Stone 3 would be an interesting thing they could do. And, um, you know, hey, I would like to see that Power Stone. That'd be great. Another game that was been mentioned, I think that a lot of people, and myself, are kind of curious to see how it goes, but Dino Crisis. We have RE2 Remake. Now, think of that with Dinosaurs. The problem with that is, like, Dino Crisis was a cult hit. It got really weird when it got into space. Um, and it, that's when they got weird and it didn't really sell well. So, I'd be very curious to see if they bring back Dino Crisis. I think it'd be pretty cool. Uh, for those who don't know, Dino Crisis is just pretty much, think of Resident Evil, but they're all dinosaurs. <laughs> Basically that. And you're, you're a female protagonist with red hair. So, yeah. Uh, the, other, the other, one of the other games I kind of want to point out that I think, um, you know, I, I, I played, it was like 10 years ago? No, no, no. It was in 2011. It came out in 2011. Um, and, uh, it was a fantastic remake. Um, the, the, the company at the time, Grin, uh, worked on it. Uh, and it was, um, the game I'm talking about is Bionic, Bionic Commando Rearmed. Uh, it was hard as hell, but man, that game was a lot of fun. Uh, the soundtrack was, mmm. That soundtrack was so good. Like, um, I have it on my computer, actually. It's a really good soundtrack, and the game is really, really good. Um, it's really hard, but it's good. <laughs> so, I mean, Bond Commando Rearmed was definitely one of my favorites. And uh be interesting to see what they do with a new Bionic Commando. Like, hmm, like a, would you keep it 2D or would you make it 3D? Because the 3D one was okay. But it, it did lead to possibly one of the worst, if not the worst ending to any video game. Uh, I'm going to spoil it here just because it's dumb and you, I feel like everybody should know if you haven't already. Uh, this, is, this is to Bionic Commando, uh, I want to say it's 2006, or maybe later on. But it, it, was a, uh, it was an actual like 3D full-on game that Capcom did make. And um, 
the story beat or the reveal at the very end because he has a he has a bionic arm like he swings around with it and he you know punch people and whatnot um it revealed that because in the game you're looking for your wife and it, it turns out that your wife was with you the entire time it was in your arm your arm is your wife yeah it was that was that was the bigger twist and man that was a bad ending that was horrible <laughs> so bionic man though not yeah i'm very curious to see if they keep it 2d or to keep it 3d like i've there'd be one i mean there's a series i'd love to see come back um if it's 2d but, eh, well i'm open to it whatever um another game i'd like to see that i'd be interested to see and we have seen some already game where we've seen like a, a remake or, or re, uh, not remaster but just like an hd uh, up res of one of the older games but uh onimusha uh, that was a series that went on one, two, and three. Like it, it came out, and it was an interesting take because it was, it was definitely action. It's also kind of horror-ish, so it was almost like, um, again, going to Resident Evil uh, theme, Resident Evil, but in your samurais. But you have, uh, but it, the main character has this soul kind of collecting thing he has in its arm. It's almost like. It's 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 almost a double cry. Well, not even that. Not really. It kind of is in some capacity, but it's a very interesting take on kind of what that genre was, um, and I'd like to see what that what that would what that would look like. Uh, Onimusha would be is another game that I think would be. I don't think that people are really pining for, but I would personally like to see how it goes. Um, and I'm just gonna go off the list here because I made a list here of what other games I actually would like to see. Um, so yeah, those are on top of my head, and again, Capcom has a wide, just a wide range of games that they can draw from, and it, some, and they, they say they can make some new IPs as well, so I can see, oh, another game, okay, so here's a game that is a badass, you don't play as much in the game, but it still looks badass, is Asura's Wrath. It man, that game is so badass looking. It was awesome. Um, man, I would love to see that character back. He's one of the like most requested characters to come back in any fine in a fighting game, but just in general. Like that series was over the top. It was just anime as hell, but it was just super cool. So I would love to see another Asura's Wrath, like or just I don't know. I'm not sure like a remake, honestly. But just like. Something. Maybe a sequel? I don't know. I feel like if you're going to do a sequel, you have to um, re-release Asura's Wrath prior to that. But they could do that. Hopefully. hopefully. But I'd love to see Asura's Wrath. That would be a freaking awesome uh, thing I'd love to see. Like, I would love to see them bring that back. Um, but outside of that, uh, as I bring up the list of games uh, that I put down for just to show behind me, um, uh, the other thing was, uh, mentioned, uh, when I was looking up, I was like, what other games they could potentially, uh, bring back, and one of the games I've been hearing a lot about, uh, is Okami, that I got Okami 2, and, uh, Beautiful Joe, which, you know, I never played Beautiful Joe, I know it's a good game, it came out in the GameCube era, um, yeah, it was, uh, I, people pining for that as well, like, Beautiful Joe is another one that's people wanting, wanting to see, um, 
I'm, I'd be very interested to see how that looks like. Uh, I, I wonder, hmm, it, it's, it's interesting what would that be in the future, but like, it, I think that'd be another game that could definitely be interesting to see what Capcom does with that and see what a modern day Beautiful Joe would look like. Um, and let's just look at the. Da, 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 da. I think I covered everything I want to see. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, oh, there was there was like one or two games I did see that did get me thinking a little bit. So okay, here's the thing. As I said before, the Final Game Division in Capcom has not been the greatest. Um, it hasn't been since year three of Street Fighter V. And hasn't been when Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite came out. Um, everything else around Capcom, everything around around Capcom is doing fantastic. It's just the fighting game division just is not working, and the, nothing is going right for them. So I saw the list. I went down the list of what potential games they can have or what they can do. Then I came across Capcom vs. SNK. Now, for those who don't know, Capcom vs. SNK games, where it's a three, well, I almost want to go away. You get to choose uh, three people, and in some cases, I think two or one if you set a handicap right. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, by the way, in the comments if, if I'm wrong on that. But it is a game where you you can choose between any uh, any Capcom character within the Street Fighter universe. And or any SNK character within the SNK, I want to say King of Fighters universe, uh, which is highly, highly um, uh, one of the like, at least in the fighting game community, like one of the uh, it is highly a respected and, and fun game for a lot of people. And an SNK or Capcom vs SNK three would be insane. Uh, SNK is doing very well right now. Um, they have uh, been hitting out of the park with Samurai Showdown right now. Um, they're looking to expand to other games. They are making another King of Fighters. Um, they, it, it'll be very interesting to see what, you know, if that ever happened. Um, I think modern day Capcom versus SNK, I think you would, more than likely, more than likely, it would be the characters from Street Fighter V, and it would be probably the characters from um, King of Fighters. Like uh, 15 or 14, I say it's one of those two, <laughs> um, and maybe Sam, maybe Sam show, maybe, maybe, maybe depends. Um, but I think that that's that probably the longest shot, honestly. The longest shot I can think of is I mean, when it comes to a like, game that people would like to see, like, a uh, Capcom versus SNK, like that's gonna be the longest shot I can I can think of, obviously. There are a ton of other games out there that Capcom has under the belt. Um, you know, like Rival Schools is another another one that people would love to see come back. Um, not to mention, I mean, obviously we got Mega Man series that are like they're well good and fine, but I'm sure there's a bunch of other games I, I can I think at the moment that people would love to see uh, come back. If you are watching and you want to, you know, tell me what game are you excited for? Like, what if if there's any Capcom IP that has you want you, it's been long dormant you want to come back let me know because yeah i want to know what, what you guys think about that but personally you know i said my piece as far as like which ones i want to see come back um i am very i'm i'm excited capcom's in a very good place 
I cannot wait to see what they do in the next coming years. Let's see some new IPs. Let's see some new, some new remakes. Uh, and yes, use those uh, dormant IPs they've been sitting on for years. Like centuries. <laughs> well, not centuries. Come on. It's not centuries, but more like decades. Um, I would I would throw out this other one just because I love the I love the planet and there was another puzzle quest game or puzzle game that they did do but they need to do on mobile. Um, but a a proper console, um, uh, was it uh, Puzzle Fighter, Street Fighter Puzzle Fighter? I think it was called. No, wait. <laughs> Let me get this right. Uh, Street Fighter. Puzzle Fighter. Okay, Street Fighter 2 Puzzle. Okay, so there is a Street Fighter Puzzle 2 Turbo. Okay, so, yes. Give me another one of those. I, I, those those were a lot of fun. Those were a lot of fun. So, that's what I like to see. And that's something that I think would be pretty cool. Um, so, yeah. All eyes are on Capcom. And the Capcom right now is just... Whatever they make is gold. Whatever they make is just like right now. It's been really good currently but uh, that's gonna do it for this week i hope you guys enjoyed this past week or past two weeks of me talking about various gaming news and uh topics and uh if you like what you see you know again not to be that youtuber um, but hit the subscribe button hit that bell twice be three times at this point and uh yeah and if you uh want to just listen to the whole thing we have our podcast which actually by the time you're watching this it will be up today so you'll be checking out the podcast at missionstart.tv in the podcast section under Mission Start Podcast or uh, under Anchor and any other podcast services around the globe. So there you go, guys. You can have at it and listen to my thoughts. And again, um, probably next week I'll have something special for next week in terms of like what's going to be going on in the podcast tubes. But I'll be after it. Hopefully the whole team will be back. Um, reason being for not this weekend, or not next week, because, uh, this weekend is Halloween weekend, parties are afoot, and, uh, yeah, I don't think we're all going to be in the right mind to talk about games. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Um, anyway, so with that being said, yeah, sure, let's roll, eh, yeah, let's roll the outro, only because it, it's an outro, but it's also outdated so bear with me on that when it comes to that uh, video but with that being said thank you for watching we'll see you guys next time